Hey everybody, welcome to the Rock Pile Talk Pile, the official podcast of the Colorado Rockies subreddit. Uh, I'm Zach, username Zach17. I'm Jack, user slash underbubble. I'm Evan, user slash legacy3233. All right. Hey, Evan. Yes. What date is it? It is July 7th, 2019. Why does today not feel like a good day? Well, it's... It's the last day of the first half before the All-Star break. And we go into the All-Star break on a six-game losing strip streak after getting swept by the Diamondbacks in rather embarrassing fashion. Jack, you went to that uh, first Diamondbacks game, right? Yeah. Yeah. How'd that feel? Uh, honest to God, I, was, I had had a couple drinks. And despite that, it was... I think the most miserable game I've ever been to. And I went to the wild card game two years ago. There's at least like some fun there. This is like- yeah, because at least they scored runs. Um, I think like two balls left the infield. That was what sucked. Is it was like strikeout, strikeout, ground out, strikeout, foul out, pop out, strikeout. It was like one ball got hit to like Cattell Marte. And Remember, like, earlier it. in the season when we had that, like, offensive funk? And we're like, what the hell's going on? Mm-hmm. We got to fire Magadan and, you know, start all over and blah, blah, blah. And then things suddenly, like, turned around. Suddenly, like, oh, wait, we're the best field, we're the best people ever, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't think it was ever about Magadan. Um, I think people kind of think that hitting coaches have more of a, a job and a role than they do. I mean, they're kind of there to get individual guys out of funk, um, maybe correct mechanics with their swings and stuff like that. But, you know, Dave Magadan is not the reason Tapia has a 31% strikeout rate. You know, that's that's Tapia's problem. He swings at everything. I don't think that's our worst statistic, though. Um, what? Oh, the swing at every the strikeout fact rate? That, well, Rymel Tapia has a 31% strikeout rate. Uh, I made that number up. I don't think that's actually his, his strikeout rate. That's I really not, thought we were doing really well. I think I don't I don't think Taps even has the highest strikeout rate on the team. Mm-hmm. I think that belongs to Brendan Rogers. Uh, let's see. Uh, it's would you like to like know? No. <laughs> would you like to know who it is of non pitchers? Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, Josh Fuentes at forty-four point four percent strikeouts. Okay, I forgot he was yeah. alive. How about how about but, someone who has more than fifty plate appearances? Uh, next uh, up would be Pat Valenka, thirty-nine point six. He's fifty-three plate appearances. Keep followed giving to him. By, followed by B. Raj at thirty-three-three, and Mark Reynolds at thirty-three-three, and then Mister Patient Ionetta at thirty-two-two. And Reynolds has one hundred fifty plate appearances this year and a negative point seven WAR. And I, I love Mark Reynolds. I've always been on the defend Mark Reynolds train, but he is just not contributing at all to this team right now. He's got that 40% walk weight, though. Which is, I think that's his career high. Yeah. He's got a, well, he's got a 50-weighted runs created plus. So at the end of the day, no matter what <laughs> he's walking, you know, no matter how much that's happening, there's just not enough production. You guys ever have like a sick pet when you were a kid and like your parents were like, we're going to take it to a farm upstate where it can play with the other animals. Mm-hmm. Mark Reynolds. Needs a farm. He needs to be taken out back with all the other bench bats. Yeah. I didn't and mean I, kill him. I mean like, you know, release him. To a farm. 
to a, to a farm. Team. The isotopes team. Yeah. Yes. Wow. That um, was a- like, and I feel like Mark would. Take it he wouldn't. Point. He wouldn't pull a dun. I feel like he would be like, "Yeah, okay," and accept assignment to Albuquerque, like Rusin did. And uh, Hannigan also did that a couple years ago, right? Yeah, From the veteran bench dude. Meanwhile, where's Mike Dunn at? Because the answer is not signed. Poor He's not man. signing with anybody. I think that has to do more with um, his injury, though. Like John mentioned, um, that Mike Dunn can like. Before he even got surgery, he like couldn't lift his shoulder past like mm-hmm. um, being like ninety degree with your body. Like, yeah. That's probably bad. Remember yeah, that's that? Not great. I'm gonna try to find the guy who first brought up this other guy. Um, why don't we go down the list? And I'm gonna look into something real quick. Um, Chris Ionetta is Chris Ionetta. Zero point zero war. Ninety ninety weighted runs created plus. Um, he's, he's been, been he's been better re- after starting the year off pretty lousy and pretty much everybody was against him. I think he's done a really solid job of at least being a reliable bench bat and backup catcher because mm-hmm. Tony's pretty solidly slid into the number one catcher role and he's hitting for quite sure. well for, for the year. Um, but Ionette is doing what he needs to do. He's got 11 home runs uh, despite his high. Um, he's six. I think you're looking at a oh previous God. year. Oh, no, no. I was looking at I was looking at Ian Desmond. My apologies. Uh, no, you're I, I, I saw the eye and was like Ionetta. Let's get back on the on the catcher <laughs> thing real quick. Um, anyone want to guess Tony Walter's slugging percentage? Four oh seven. You're close. Four hundred even. You're also close. Three seventy seven. Three seventy seven. Really? Yeah. Yeah, but what's that on base though? Uh, three fifty five. Yeah, see, that's what I'm talking about. It's my boy Tony. Doing something. I mean, his defense is so good that, like, as long as he's at around the eighty weighted runs created plus threshold, mm-hmm. he's going to have some value, yeah. which is kind of close to where he's at right now. Yeah. He's at he's at seventy five right now, and he's worth 0.5 WAR. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, Tony's just not a power hitter, and I don't think he really it's ever fine. will be. It's he's fine. he's a small guy too, and I know some smaller folks can hit for power, but Tony ain't one of them. He's the old his speed or anything. Nope. He's, rel- he's relatively fast, but he never stole steals a base. So, I mean, you know, he's going to have at least a little bit of speed because he was originally an infielder. Mm-hmm. Tony triples, man. Yeah. Are we going to tie? How are we going to say Tony triples has no power? No power. Um, let's go back to um, the Mark they Reynolds don't call thing. Him, they don't call him Tony Home Runs. That's for yeah. sure. <laughs> I wanted to give a shout out to Crash Riot, who wanted to talk about Roberto Ramos. And his great year. Roberto Ramos is a first baseman who was a round 16 draft from Mexico. He's 24. Um, and his OPS in like 2018 in the A League was like 1.051. And then he hit 0.823. Then double A. And then triple A this year, he's OPSing 0.994 with a 0.403 OBP and a 0.592 slugging. Yeah, so Roberto Ramos wasn't really supposed to be anybody. Um, like he was never really on top uh, prospect lists until last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but it's he, just like it, it's been a, his. He was a depth guy, right? He's a depth guy, um, but he's actually ended up turning some of that raw power that they said he had into game power. Um, 
no one really knows what he's going to do. No one really knows what he's going to be like. Um, he's definitely not in the 40-man, so I think he's Rule 5 eligible. So the Rockies, if they really believe in this guy, will probably protect him um, later this fall. He's got 19 home runs already on the season, uh, which is, I think, one of the higher numbers currently in Albuquerque. He's also got a solid amount of doubles with 18, and he's he's batting 311. That's pretty solid. And if he even if we brought him up to be a bench bat, he's better than Mark Reynolds is right it, now. It gets to the point. Do you believe in the 2019 Rockies right now? I'm one of the few people. I feel like the the sub is pretty doom and gloom right now, and I think there's definitely some things that need to be looked at, but I've been trying to stay on the positive side recently. And I think if we can get things together after the all-star break, lock stuff down. And if it'd be nice to actually know what the front office is thinking on, if we're going to make any moves, then I think we still have a chance at a wildcard berth. The, the, the division's gone. The division's been gone since May. We're never yeah. catching up. So you've well, got to hope for we're a wild trying card. to catch second place again. Remember that time where we were like, oh, we solidly got second place. We're in fourth. We're in fourth. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Padres are 500 after today. Well, yeah, because they beat the Dodgers asses in Dodger Stadium. Thank God. We have Which an is, old yeah, That's the first time playoff. they... Anyway, we have a 12% playoff chance. Um, Roberto Ramos might be helpful, but then if you're worried about keeping him, you know, you got to keep him on. Um, and I think one of the things that some people have been tossing around, it's not really helpful, but we can mention it really quick. Um, if we would have, you know, signed a DJ LeMahieu and not Daniel Murphy, we can talk about it for like a minute, I guess. Mm, yeah. I, I feel mean, the team is definitely... And it feels more and more so as we watch him get recognition out of Colorado. And he's an all-star. He's starting the all-star game in his first year with the Yankees. He's mm -hmm. doing so well, and people are finally seeing what we saw in him for the longest time. I think we're really missing him right now as a clubhouse presence and as a player. I mean, it wouldn't be like... I don't think the second-base defense is what's losing us games but I do know that Daniel Murphy is an 88 weighted runs created plus right now. It's the it's the consistent bat, and the defense certainly helps. Daniel Murphy is negative point two WAR. He's he's been not good, and defensively he's pretty bad. And honestly, I feel like we'd be in a better spot in general if we had kept DJ at second base and McMahon at first. Literally every single Rockies season since Helton could have been. Why didn't we just have this guy try to play first? No, we're going to do this guy instead. And it's usually a converted position player from somewhere else. Anybody can play first base. And, you know, Danny Murphy's not great at it, but he's not hitting right now. I mean, I would have loved to see Corey Diggerson. I would have loved to see Ryan McMahon. Have, honestly, Cargo never tried it. We always talked about it. Oh, we could have even put DJ at first. DJ has started DJ and done first. admirably at tall. first base in with the Yankees. Yeah, he's super tall. And one of my things I was thinking about is, like, Chuck would hate it, but. He'd probably do it. I don't think we could do it to him this year, obviously, because he was a center fielder, and now he's like, yeah, I'm a right fielder now, and 
There's just no way Chuck will even be uh, like a serviceable first baseman. I can't see it at all. You can think about it, but it doesn't make any sense. No, uh, imagine Charlie scooping something. Just picture it. Uh, what? I mean, does uh, Murphy I, I, scoop? I mean, Murphy does not scoop. <laughs> we watched him today not scoop. <laughs> Uh, so DJ LeMayhew in 12 games at first base has a 100 uh, has a fielding percentage of one. He has no errors. He's got 10 double plays and uh, 75 putouts in 78 total innings of first base play. Mm. That's a small sample size, but it shows that he would have at, at least been a serviceable first baseman for us had we converted him to that position instead of signing Daniel Murphy. Daniel Murphy is on the lower end of inside edge fielding. I mean, it's kind of hard to judge first base by this, but, you know, 94.3% of the 90 to 100% routine plays, 86.7% of the 60 to 90% plays, 57.1% of the 40 to 60%. Well, eh. It's not, it's not easy. He's a negative UZR at first base, you know. I mean, the thing with Murphy is we knew going into it that he is not a good defender. He's never been because he's instead anchored by having that really solid bat, which he does Doesn't, not have with us this season. He hit one home run in Arizona. Good. Two home runs? Did he win today? No. Yeah. Nope. Trevor Story hit one today. Yeah. So he's um, a negative one DRS this year. Murphy's got seven total home runs on the season, and none of them are at Coors Field. Well, just wait until next year because you remember how Ian Desmond was really, 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 really bad? And started this season really bad, and then all of a sudden everybody loves Desmond again. Well, you just need to wait till half the contract's over. I'm a man of my word, by the way. If it is here on time, that Ian Desmond jersey will be worn to the r Colorado Rockies meetup. Mm. How does Ian Desmond have minus 0.7 war this year? Is an OPS of 840. I'm seeing that Ian Desmond is a .5 war this year. Oh, I'm checking baseball reference. Um, That's cardinal sin. Well, it it goes it it values your defense more. Like hmm. that's it, it overvalues Nolan in that respect, and it undervalues. Um. Well, never mind. But it, it, it it's punishing Ian Desmond a lot. Anyway, so how <clears throat> bad has it been this? Um, we can look at, so in total, the Rockies this year's weighted run created plus is 85 for 25th best team. And Jack, you're saying your pitching was? 15th. 15th. And in, I remember. In four. And I remember in um, June, like early June, we'd done this little thing we saw that the Rockies were actually the best team in baseball for a little bit, I'm pretty sure. Um, no, I waited too long. Um, we weren't that bad in June. Uh, I looked at June 24th to July 7th, and the Rockies' weighted runs created plus is 69. Not nice. Not nice. <laughs> Can you guys guess who our top Five war leaders for pitching are oh, number one is Herman. number one is number one is easy. It's Herman, and then John, uh, and then John, John Gray, Scott Oberg. And that's number three. 
Oh my God, uh, I got number three right. Um, now four and five, four and five are tied. So it's technically what if T4. What it's Shaw? It is it's, not It's Shaw. not Shaw. He got it's really it's, bad real quick. Oh, oh, I got it. It's, it's McGee. Not it's not McGee. And what? O is towards the bottom. It's, well, I know you just said O as if you were saying O, and I know you didn't mean O, so I'm just clarifying you didn't mean O. Um, Hyro's been had a bad, rough time with it. Oh, Estevez. It's not Estevez. Hmm. No, stop lying. You're lying. Estevez Sensei? is Senzi is tied four with a war of zero point four. Oh, He's and so number five. Number okay, that could be like any reliever in that case. If we're that low, it could just be like it is Chad Bettis. Oh. That's a pleasant surprise. I still don't want him in the rotation again. Oh no, he's doing quite well in the uh, in the bullpen, holding. <laughs> yeah, and I would like him to stay there, please. Uh, That's rough. Shaw, for clarification, is at point two. McGee is also at point two. Steph is point one. It's nice that Shaw was doing something of value for a little bit. Uh, the rookie Peter Lambert is at negative point two. I feel I mean, like this year we just, just can't. Go ahead. This year we're just trying to like say it's our year when really we don't actually have the pieces. I think if we had come out with the same rotational strength that we had last year, it could have been. Oh, Kyle, but with come how home. bad the rotation fell apart, where of the original five rotation pitchers. Two are left. It's it's not a pretty uh, picture. I mean, what the, everything the bullpen that is much worse. But everyone's bullpen's worse this year. Yeah. Well, our our bullpen was like okay last year, and I think it's okay this year. It just looks worse because we don't have two lockdown guys. We only have one instead. Um, but I I think the biggest problem is that guys like. Like, yeah, every, pretty much everything that could have gone wrong pitching-wise went wrong. Like, the only people that really stood their ground, I want to say Scott Oberg is it, because Herman Marquez, has he's been good if you look purely at, like, field-independent pitching and stuff like that. Like, he's got, like, a 3.75 fit, but that's always going to overrate pitchers who get hit really hard. Um, and so guys like Herman Marquez, who... Yeah, they strike out a lot of dudes, but they allow an exit velocity of like 93. He has an ERA of 4.45. Like, that's fine, but we need more from Marquez. We need anything at all from Kyle Freeland. We need more from Peter Lambert. We need like three, we need like two of five guys to figure it out. Like two of Peter Lambert, uh, Kyle Freeland, Jeff Hoffman. Someone just needs to like actually step up and say like, hey, I can throw... For an ERA underneath 450. I will be yeah. your guy. Yeah. I don't think that's what the real after, big deal is, though. After like, how much he got crucified last year, though, John Gray is, I yes. will say, John Gray is our most solid rotation guy. His slider is great. Middle of the rotation. He's got his slider working. He's been very consistent. ERA under four. Um, he's got a. Pretty solid strikeout percentage. He's getting twenty five percent of his batters he faces. And the game he pitched got, this weekend, he he was so close to having a great game, he just couldn't get out of it. Yeah, I think everyone kind of got lit though. That that D offense is hot right now. 
I mean, just, on one he, hand, the last what the the losing streaks of the last couple have been yes, somewhat pitching, and yes, a lot of like the Rockies' offense is dead again. And it's one of those things where you know we won last year because when the offense was dead, the pitching was there to pick up the slack. Mm-hmm. Where do and you guys now, think the? Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to ask, where do you think the Rockies' rotation is in WAR right now, out of thirty? If you had to guess. 22. Yeah, 20th. So this is something that was supposed to be top 10 coming into this year. Is the thing that was going to lead us into the playoffs. And if you go by ERA, we're 22nd. So, or park-adjusted ERA, we're 22nd. So that's, like, the offense is one thing. Like, but you knew the offense wasn't going to be that much better. It's the, it's the, uh. It's the pitching that's really and been the problem. It was it was our highest touted aspect coming into the season of, oh, we had uh, Cy Young contender Kyle Freeland and franchise strikeout uh, record holder Herman Marquez and mm-hmm. reinvented John Gray and we've got mm-hmm. a bullpen with Scott Oberg and Wade Davis and we don't need out of Oh my God, and- I forgot about Wade Davis being terrible. Yeah, that, that dude sucks now. Yeah. Yeah, no, PDP was saying you overpaid three years because you thought you'd at least get two years out of it, and we only got, like, 1.1. I want to say, for for Wade, I am still willing to defend him at least somewhat. But it's not a pretty picture. And another person I I do want to defend is Sensatela because he has been more than adequate as a back end of the rotation guy. And, you know, he, he's got of all of his starts, uh, he's got 16 starts. He's really only got four or five games where he gave up more than three runs. I, I don't know. He is, at the very least, okay as an end-of-rotation guy. And he has people, a strikeout rate of five strikeouts per nine. Literally five. Yeah, it's not great. His but, K percentage is 12.3 and his walk percentage is 10.5. As, as a hitter, a 12K percentage is elite. Like, with no questions I mean, about it, elite. Uh, Babbitt against him is 307. The home runs uh, per nine is 1.36. Left on base percentage, the 69.2, and his ground ball rate's 52. Oh, okay, the ground ball rate's nice, but we don't have DJ LeMahieu to get all those ground balls for him. And his XFIP's 5.2. I want him to be good. I just... I'm having a hard time seeing it with the numbers. I'm not saying he's great. I'm not even saying he's good. I'm saying he is performing acceptably for a rotation that has been struggling so much this season as a number five guy, as the you, back of the rotation sure. guy. Okay, I accept that. If you set your expectations of Senzatella at, yeah, he's the five starter, then he is doing what you asked him to do. Exactly. Especially, he's still super young and he's still developing. He's what, 24? 23? Oh, God, he's, he's younger than me. He's one of the younger guys on the pitching staff, other than like Lambert, who is a baby. You guys want to hear child. small sample size of a pitcher? Uh, FIP of 3.87 with a BABIP of 0.367. Chichi Gonzalez. Chichi was not bad, but it, not great. His nine innings of play, but yeah, 
Uh, man. He started two games. He pitched like three, uh, five innings, one and four, the other, um, his issues, issues were the same both times where he starts out looking sharp, mm. but because he's not a high velocity guy and he relies on his control, his control waivers, and then he's done and he pitches a ton of pitches, yeah. but both times I've watched him, I was like, okay, not bad for a fill in. Yeah. Um, and these are these are his first two starts after not having pitched since July of 2016 in the bigs. I was just like looking over all the people who have been in our bullpen, you know? So like after Oberg and Bettis, you have Brian Shaw, and then we tried Yancy Almonte. We got Jake McGee. We tried Wade Davis. We got Carlos Estevez. Remember we tried DJ Johnson? Remember? That, that one still hurts wow. me because I yeah. – I like DJ Johnson like so, much. so much, and he was such a great, you know, mm. sort of Cinderella story last year. But he started off bad with us, and he's not been very good in yeah. Albuquerque this year. I think last time I checked, it's probably gone down since then. But last time I checked, he had an ERA, ERA of like eight. Oh, and then we got uh, Jairo Diaz, who has all the makings of being great, with a twenty-four point seven percent K percentage to an eight point three percent walk percentage. And the home run per nine of two. Okay, real quick on DJ, I will say his ERA down in Albuquerque has gone down. Uh, so his ERA in the bigs was nine two six in fourteen appearances, and Albuquerque in twenty two it's six ninety one. Still bad, but still bad. Yeah, needs to be better. Remember Philip Deal? I like that guy. Yeah, I honestly. He's doing better in Albuquerque now, but I was worried we wrecked him because we pulled him straight from Hartford mm-hmm. to the bigs where he got obliterated. Destroyed. And then sent him back down. And he had a really rough time when he first started in Albuquerque. Yeah. And he's looked better the last couple of times I've seen him. But we clearly rushed him out of desperation and it did not pay off. Yeah. Remember and Mike so- Dunn? No. Remember Jesus Tinoco, who's still playing and he's just unfortunately... Weird. What do you have to say about and Jesus Sunoco? He's got a 2.79 ERA and a 5.53 xFIP. Hey, uh, he's we're been ignore that last number. I feel focus on the good like number. Jesus Tinoco has gotten the, the short end of the stick in terms of we've several times this season thrown the poor rookie out in a terrible situation for him mm-hmm. to be in, incredibly high pressure situation, and he falters. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's entirely his fault because I think he's another guy who's not ready to go. Or, and we rushed him up out of desperation to have bullpen pieces. Or is he because of his left on base percentage of 97.2%? Hey, 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 hey. we're not going to talk about regression. We're going to talk about any of that. Remember we, we Chris gotta, We got to give this guy a chance. Remember like someone he- O. I would have just... That's all I got. I, I really like Tonoko, but I would not have called him up before the All-Star break. And the fact that we did, I think, mostly speaks out of how desperate we were to fill in injuries and fill in our gaping holes in our pitching staff this yeah. season. The starting pitching isn't going long enough, and the bullpen isn't big enough. I mean, we're not the Mets, at least, of bullpen. <laughs> yeah. At least we aren't the Mets. Jeff Bright, the Mets. Jeff Bright isn't going into meetings with Bud Black throwing chairs at people. Yeah. Maybe but he should, though. I, I don't expect him to show any kind of emotion. He's a weird robot man. He's a weird robot man. You heard it here first. Bright is a robot. Evan's hot takes. He's a weird robot man. But it's also, 
so frustrating with this front office because you never really know what they're planning or what they're doing. Mm-hmm. We do not have a particularly transparent front office. Yeah. And so are we going to trade? Who knows? Who's going to get called up? Who knows? Who, Find who's out doing after what? this break. Nobody mm-hmm. knows. Yeah, I mean, we went over it last podcast about how there's pretty much nobody on the market we could get. We just rambled and rambled and said there's pretty much nobody except maybe, uh, was that Red's pitcher we were talking about? Mm. Zach Duke. No, I'm just kidding. No. Michael Lorenzo. Well, the, Red, well the, Reds are, the Reds are back in it now. I so. know, that's what sucks. Uh, so. it, was, it was Tanner Rourke that we yeah. were referring to, though. Um, last little point before this break of this scattered first segment. Um, do you guys want to guess where the Rockies were in 2018 of Wade Runs Created Plus? Of batting? 80, 87? Yep. I, we I already the, knew that offhand, sorry. We were the, 20, we were the was, 25th best team in Wade Runs Created Plus. I and will say, my guess, I did not know the number off the top of my head was guess. My guess was going to be like 78. No, no, it's it's pretty hard to be that bad. Like once mm-hmm. the season ends, is there's generally like 20% up, 20% down. Like if you're below 80, you're a special kind of bad, like the 2018 Marlins. I will say real quick before we go to the break, you all say at least we're not the Mets, but the Mets have their two prospect guys who are performing like gangbusters to start the oh, season. Pete Alonzo and Alonzo uh, and McNeil. Love oh, dude. I love both of them. I also love both of them. And uh, McNeil's been carrying my fantasy team, but no one cares about my fantasy team. No one cares about your <laughs> talent fantasy team. Jeez. All right. Um, after yeah. the break, we're going to talk about what we can do after the All-Star break. Um, but, yeah, the the Rockies but first. 2019 Way Runs Created Plus was also the same, I think. You said we were 25th, right, Jack? Uh, right now? Yep. Uh, y- yes, 25th. So last year we were 25th. This year we're 25th. But in 2017, we were 27th. So if you think about it, we're kind of trending up still. It doesn't make sense. You, you have all the pieces to hit. You just know this team, team is going to hit. hit. All right, we'll see you next All-Star break. Yeah. A reprieve. Hey, we've got some guys in the All-Star game who are good. We have four All-Stars. And now that the Dodgers finally have more than us, they stopped complaining. (laughs) Who got added? Uh, Max Muncie. Mother. Mm. He's good. Um, Yeah, whatever. He got got added as an injury replacement. It's not not a Dodgers podcast. If we wanted to talk about a Dodgers podcast, it'd just be a whole bunch of guys and end of sentence. There'd be a lot of yelling. But congratulations to Charlie Blackman, Nolan Arenado, Trevor Story, and David Dahl Mm -hmm. for going to the All-Star game. David Dahl, his first career appearance. Uh, Nolan's fifth, Charlie's fourth, Trevor's second, I think. Yeah. Third? Second or third? Second or third. Anyway, I know it's not his first. Um, Want to do something light for a second? Um, All-star game predictions. 
David Dahl mm. hits a three-run homer. No. Two-run homer. Oh. <laughs> Nolan Arenado hits a three-run homer. Nah, dude, he's in a major funk. That dude's going to strike out twice. Arenado is like, so emotional right now. I'm. That's what I'm sort of hoping is that he can go to the All-Star game, a meaningless exhibition, rake and sort of get his mojo back. You remember the but, game after the, the All-Star game last year with the Tapia granny? That was great. Oh, that was so good. I'm just hoping that like Trevor Story doesn't make a stupid play on national television. Because we spend so much time touting him up as the greatest shortstop. He's the greatest shortstop. Yeah, who he is, is the greatest shortstop, but no one else believes us. I have a feeling Dahl doesn't actually like see the field. No, I don't think so either. I think he's look like David Dahl is not a household name who's going to get like a a plate appearance, perhaps. Story Chuck and Story and Chuck will both get at least one play appearance. Yeah. There's, there's only no three reserve outfielders. I, and David Dahl is the only center fielder among them. He's going to get some play. Better point. Who knows? They might let Charlie Blackman play center field with <laughs> the All-Star game. <laughs> Just because he was so much fun last year. You know? Makes baseball fun yeah. again. He should be a starter. He's got to check his hole for gloves. Mm-hmm. Did they make Fernando Tatis Jr. Uh, uh, no, he's still not in. Thank and Padres you, fans God. are very mad thank about you. it. Thank you. Doesn't deserve it. Don't change Why? my mind. I don't care. I, no, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like the Padres. That's why he doesn't deserve it. Jeez. I mean, I don't like the Padres either, but... <laughs> I don't have anything against the Padres except for, like, Machado being a jerk. Fernando Tatis Jr. is overachieving on a level that has been unforeseen since, like... God, who is... Uh, I mean, Tony Pete Alonso is overachieving. This dude, no, 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 no. Except no, no. I, I like the Mets and I like wise. Big Meat Pete. Okay. But <laughs> below average exit velocity. I know this isn't a Padres podcast, but I'm going to take some time out to tell all the Padres fans to be quiet because your boy is overperforming his expected weighted on base average by 100 points. Boom. He's trash. He's okay. average. He's pedestrian. Regression, okay. regression will happen. Okay. Unlike AL my boy NL. Trevor Story. AL hey, you, know, you know who's a first baseman we could trade for? Daniel Vogelback. Yeah, yeah. That, he, is playing for, can, he is playing for the Mariners, but AL or mm-hmm. NL for the All-Star game? Uh, National League. Mm-hmm. Because I like their blue uniforms. Um, I'm going to say AL 9-7. to seven. Fours. Uh, I don't really know. This is kind of a toss-up. And when was the last Actually, time the National League won this? I feel like it's a safe bet to just say the American League. Yeah. Usually safe bet. I just, no, the, the safe bet is definitely the American League. They've got a pretty solid lineup uh, and they usually win. So um, speaking of jumping the gun, um, we discussed the Rockies are under 500 and the Diamondbacks just swept us and somehow have a good team. And the Padres are above us and are developing into a better team. Um, after the All-Star break, I guess, is the trade deadline. And we'll be talking about this about two more or three more podcasts. And the trade deadline's kind of harder this year. So, Evan, you think we're going to buy Dan Vogelbach? I don't know, honestly. It's tricky because, you ne- like I said earlier, you never know what our front office is actually thinking. But I, with how much the Mariners are selling off parts and how much I think they're going to be sellers at the deadline... I think we could maybe make a play for Vogie. At the very least, 
He is a large man who can crush home runs. Is he right-handed or left-handed? Uh, Vogie is... That's a great question. He's left-handed. Thank you. Nope. Yes, he is. Or he's, I, well, I mean, he, he is a lefty, but that means that we have Daniel Murphy, who's already being, being platooned sometimes. We don't have a right-handed we're still, first baseman. We're still weak to uh, right-handed pitching. We are. Like the fact yeah. is, the fact is that even if we don't have all the platoon sets, is Ryan McMahon to a certain extent, David Dahl and Raimel Tapia all have reverse splits. We still have. Mm. Last time I checked this, which was about a week ago, we had a um, a split versus right-handed pitching. We were ten WRC plus weaker against ten. right-handed pitching. Ten. Oh, it was weird. a substantial amount. It wasn't as um, wide as last year's. But we still need a left-handed hitter because Daniel hey. Murphy isn't doing shit. Well, I think you can't do anything about Daniel Murphy. I think we have a lot of lefties. I don't think you can play. Like, where else are you going to get our lefty? You just need either Murphy to step up or McMahon to step up or somebody to hit righties better. Um, but our right-handed uh, bench also sucks, though. Vogie's uh, numbers versus right-handed pitchers, uh, 19 home runs, 29 runs, 42 RBIs with an average of 278. We're not. What I'm talking mm. about. I'm talking about, I know. baby. I just. But but you but we already have Daniel Murphy. I know. Who is years, bad? Who we can't do anything about. Put him on the DL. Situation. But break his finger. Oh no, his finger broke again. <laughs> you're not no. being realistic. No, I mean I, I get it. Um if there's anyone you're probably going to replace in a rental, it's gonna be second base. I can definitely see them sending down one of Ryan McMahon or Hampson at this point and just saying, one of you two is gonna ride the pine, one of you two is gonna be in triple A and we're gonna get Scooter Jeanette. Um because I don't see them mm-hmm. sitting a veteran. Um, but I definitely see them doing exactly what they did with Cargo and Parra, where they're like, nope, you guys had your shot. I mean, not, or maybe they didn't even have their shot. It's veteran time. And so I'd love to see them make a play for um, a second baseman. I know John Foster um, was thinking, uh, what was the name? Howie Kendrick. Um, right We talked about Howie Kendrick and how we can't get him. Uh, yeah, I know. The problem is that when we were initially having those discussions, and that's where 10 games under 500, but now they are a wild card. I think they're the wild card one right now, so uh, yeah. probably not going to happen at this point. But um, a guy like, I mean, the Angels are probably out of it. I wonder what it would take to get... Uh, uh, Tommy LaStella? Yeah, TLS. He just got injured. Oh, Didn't fuck. he? Uh, yeah, he did. He broke his leg. Oh, I was uh, talking about Hanser Alberto. I'd be fine with Hanser Alberto. Um, I think DJ LeMayhew. I think <laughs> Ad, I think Alberto has or Ad Alberto has let's, too much. Let's trade for DJ. He has too much um, time left on uh, his service time. Mm-hmm. You gotta look at. You look, gotta. Look I don't at, think we're we're not gonna get anybody. Um, isn't Elvis Andrus? Doesn't he have his contract up at the end of the year? You're gonna have him play second base. Sure, why not? We could take that awful contract of Robbie Cano off the Mets' hands. He's whoa, been doing so well. Whoa, whoa, whoa! That doesn't make no. any sense. Rogan and Ordor is going to 61 when he runs created plus. Yeah, that guy. I mean, I just don't like that dude. He's a dude. Like, there's Jack. I I don't actually want 
Robbie Cano. That yeah. was me being facetious. Nobody wants Robbie Cano. Even okay, even if for some reason we could get any of these people to possibly replace somebody, what are we going to give? Is the problem? Hear me out. Brendan Rogers for Mitt Merrifield. Wait, <laughs> Whit Merrifield. Whit Merrifield. There you yeah. go. Yeah. You need to check your hole for gloves. Uh, you need to check your hole for gloves. That isn't enough. Am I going to get laughed out of the room for this? This is a good fucking idea. The Royals aren't going to do that. Uh, why not? The Royals aren't going to be competitive for like seven million years, and they're. You need somebody to fill this. You need somebody there. Ah, uh, yeah, Brendan Rodgers. And who's? Mm-hmm. And Wit is one of the few remaining fan favorites they've got left out there. Nobody, somebody to nobody pays seats. attention to the Royals. Wit, uh, Royals could, fans. They could. Excuse me. There's a couple Royals fans out there, and they gotta have somebody. Yeah, well, the Royals are 30 and 61. I'm pretty sure nobody's watching those games right now. They are also, oh no, they're behind the Orioles in the Tank Olympics, but they, I mean, come on, come on. Oh, they have Mondesi. They're fine. That guy's even more exciting than Whit Merrifield. I would love to get Whit Merrifield, but like, Rodgers isn't going to land him. Okay, well then Rodgers. Giving up that much more is going to be too much. Well then, well, then Rodgers we don't have that many assets. And that's what we should be talking Rogers about. Rogers and Rolifin for Merrifield? No. I don't know. I'm that's what we should be guys. talking about is the fact that we had a lot of depth and then we brought it all up and then they sucked. You know, Garrett Hampson, Ryan McMahon, and Brett and Rogers all just screwed the pooch together. And Hampson's looked better of late, but how bad he was to start the season. Yeah. And he's still sort of meh. And I, I love Garrett Hampson. I am all aboard the Garrett Hampson train, but he, yeah, he's not, he's not the guy right now. And maybe someday he will Mm -hmm. be the guy. I'd love if that were the case because one of these three has hopefully got to be, we have three people who can all play second base and none of them put it together on a major league level. And that's all limited service time, but it's not going to happen. And um, the other thing is, we haven't talked about Brian Mundell, who at one point he was like ranked, but now he's betting .93, he's OPSing 939, and he could probably replace, you know, uh, good old Marv as a right-hander who plays first base. I just remember him in spring training, and he was so bad. I know you're not supposed to put any stock into that, but like, uh-huh. I just have such a bad taste in my mouth about Brian Mundell, especially because... Um, he did used to have a little bit of prospect stock a couple years ago, yeah, but they to. were like, "This guy's too old now." Well, then don't doesn't matter if you give him a shot. He's only got he's only, like forty. He's only t- twenty five. Really? Too old. Forty six strikeouts per two hundred forty one at bats is going to be less than like twenty five percent. You know, he's not Marv. He's right handed, and. I just don't see, like, name anybody else who is doing well in AAA right now. We've got Roberto Ramos, Jonathan Daza, who we know we can't cut it at the Major League for some reason, Ryan Mundell, Dom Nunez. Sam Sam Hilliard. Yeah, .860 in PCL. Well, this becomes also the time where you start to think, like, is buying the right thing to do here. Like the, the team is so at the last all-star break going into it, the Rockies were 
six games above 500. Rockies right now are a game below 500. That's a seven-game difference. Um, and you know we're not going to get the NOS, too. Right. You know you're not going to get the NOS, so realistically you're playing for a wild card. Now, there's a bunch of wild card teams in the mix, and they're all also around 500. You actually are only 2.5 games out. Um, so you should probably buy, especially if you believe in a return of Kyle Freeland. But if you don't buy, you should sell stuff, like some stuff. Like you should try and see what you can get for McGee. You know, eat some cash, um, see if another team is willing to take a chance on him because he's not a contract you're going to want to have run next year. Ooh. Um, see Idea. what you Yes. Ian Desmond's not terrible anymore. Ah, uh, that's not going to happen. That's too much money. I know. No one's like, come on. No one's gonna take that contract. Come on, wouldn't it be nice? Large portion. Yeah, it'd be great. But also, we don't even have a third outfielder. Like, who? Then you'd have to see Jonathan Daza in center a bunch. Like, or you'd have to see Tapia swing at a pitch seven feet outside the zone. Like, so you're saying if we wanted to buy something, it'd have to be really, really small. And we no, no, no. I never said that. I mean, you can spend if you want. Um, If you're gonna, if you're gonna buy, you should buy. I mean, I don't know. Like having a bad year or bad, having a half bad year is not going to tank your entire prospect stock. Yes, it's going to make things cost a little more, but ha- but batting two sixty one in triple or in double A for like Colton Walker's example is not particularly surprising because it's not you know juice ball. Triple A is kind of a pitcher friendly league. Like that's not a surprise to most people, especially because there's an adjustment period. So like. I would I would keep things like Colton Walker having a slow adjustment period. Now things like Brendan Rodgers hitting like garbage and having a shoulder injury, that's really actually taking a big dent on his prospect status. But like these other guys, it's not that big of a deal. Will Smith isn't going to cost you Brendan Rodgers. He might not. No, he the won't. Thing is, you say I, no. And I wouldn't give up any pitching right now. Like the only pitcher I'd give up right now is Riley Pint and nobody's going to take that. Yeah, Riley Punt hasn't appeared since mid-June. Um, but the thing is, with everybody, with all pitching up in smoke right now, and Dunn being gone, and Shaw being gone soon, and McGee being gone soon, and Davis hopefully being gone soon, like, you can't just reassemble all that on the free market, I don't think. No, and you, you'll need Rollison. I think if there's one dude that's untouchable, it's Rollison. Um But I don't see us trading any of our pitching whatsoever, so you got to go by offense, and... Nobody's performing right now. And you're right that a half year does not tank your prospect value. Go to Jeanette. Yeah. I think the issue is with trying to decide with where we're at. We're one game below 500. We're only 2.5 out of the wild card is we don't have that much time to decide. Are we going to be buyers or going to be sellers? And I think a lot of it's going to depend on how we come out of the gate after the break. I mean, the... And I, I think some positives here is that the team, I would argue that not not the team itself is underperforming. I mean, we have a Pythagorean record of like 45 and 44. So it's, you know, we're just one off. But I feel like there's individuals on the team that are underperforming. I think Brendan Rodgers or Garrett Hampson are probably more than likely to figure it out at some point this year. Um, I think we haven't seen the best of um, Daniel Murphy yet. 
I think that Kyle Freeland is going to come back and be serviceable. I don't expect him to be a three ERA guy. He's probably going to be a four something. And I think, man, if they give Jeff Hoffman another chance, I feel like Jeff Hoffman um, showed the potential to be good and there, it was taken away from him a little bit too early in favor of Chi-Chi freaking Gonzalez. I mean, I mean, I, I will say with Jeff Hoffman is not getting, he's been given so many chances and every time it's like, you guys are all sleeping on Jeff Hoffman, but the same thing happens every time he comes up, he has some serviceable outings and some really bad outings. And then he goes back down. Yep. That, that is what happens. And, um, you know, one. So I think I don't think people are sleeping on Jeff Hoffman. I think Jeff Hoffman is asleep. Oh, that's brutal. Um, yeah, and I mean, the one thing I've liked about Jeff Hoffman is the, um, like the the. Uh, I don't even know. He showed an ability to get people out um, with runners on base, um, and that was really his weak spot because his field independent stuff looked good. He was just giving up runs at inopportune times, and then we are like, hey, how's, a, how's an outing versus the Dodgers sound? I think we should keep in mind the fact that everything looks terrible right now. You also just played the Dodgers and the Astros and the Diamondbacks. And the we Diamondbacks like, as they were getting hot. We played terribly against the Diamondbacks, yes. I can't forgive that one as, bad, as much, but like, it's the Dodgers. We won two games against the Dodgers finally, and then we played the Astros. These teams are much better than we are. You know, things, not everything is lost. I'm just kind of concerned because the wild card is so close right now. Actually, we're what? One, two, three, four. We're five out of the wild card, but at the same time. Aren't we 2.5 out of the wild card right now? We're the fifth team. We're 2.5 games back. Yeah, we're 2.5 games back of the Phillies, who currently hold the second wild card spot. Um, Again, I do think our team has the most potential on our roster just because I think we have the most over underperforming people besides maybe the Brewers. Yeah. Um, the Brewers have a run differential of minus 17. You see and, Arizona's? Um, 53. I don't believe in the Diamondbacks. I will say this until I die. Yeah. I don't, I don't believe in them. And I think the only reason we lost that series or got swept in that series is because the baseball gods were mad at us for going 18 and out of or for winning 18 out of 22 against them. They're like, that's a little, Maybe. that's a little much. You gotta, you gotta tone it back down. I guess. And there, there are people. I will say, there are people out there to buy. The question is, how much are we willing to give up, and will the team actually do anything? Like, you know how bad we are. We're talking to the White Sox, but the White Sox have pieces available to trade. We could try and get a Brayu would be a rental uh we could get a reliever in alex colome but we won't jeff bridich fucking ruins everything <laughs> i mean kind of um yeah i just how do don't you guys see... feel about Good. nicholas castellanos from the tigers as a fourth outfield disaster mm, maybe he's terrible in right field at camerica he's gonna be he's going to set records for how much negative DRS you can accrue in 300 innings. But he'd be cheap in his bats picking up. Slashing right now, 283, 40, 465. It is kind of sad that Toppy's at a negative 0.7 war now. And the only reason we still have Toppy on this team is because he's out of options. 
Yeah. Let's let's be blunt about that. Be interesting. If we were not we were out of given... options, Tapia would not be here. Yeah. Tapia actually is minus one point one war um, on Baseball. baseball reference too. Yeah. I don't know. I feel I like there there are pieces there. And the question is, do we go for them? What do we give up? What's the plan? How do we look outside of the break? And it's like, I've, of course, got plenty of people who I would love that we would never, ever get. Like, hey, you know who would be awesome to add to our bullpen is Liam Hendricks from the A's. Never going to happen in a million years. But it's nice to dream. It's nice to dream. Nice to dream. Here's here's the thing. Uh, we get one minute. Jack, buyers or sellers? Buyers. You have to be. Nolan is here. You got the core locked up for 2021. Um, can't waste it. But I will say, if anyone calls for McGee or Shaw, you say, sure. We'll even take. We'll even need some money. Those are the only two people I'd sell. Evan. I would also say buyers for much the same reason. Um, Nolan's here. He is locked down. You need to make an impression for other people. We want to lock down AKA Trevor story and we cannot waste the opportunity. Same thing though. If someone comes to call in for anybody like Shaw or McGee or even Wade. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We really shouldn't be buyers. We are, but I I don't except I don't I don't think I'd be super mad if Breitch didn't do anything. And I know you you like you both are saying like we have to do something because we have a good impression, Nolan, and everybody else. Like, do you see how Breitch doesn't actually have any emotions? Yeah, that dude. Like said, that dude has a, killed people. We're not going to do anything. Man. He's killed people. Have you looked at his face? We're not going to do That's anything. the man who's hiding a very deep, dark secret. I think he killed somebody in the, front, in the, White, in the White Sox front mm-hmm. office, and that's why they won't trade with us. Mm-hmm. I think he ran over someone in 2001, buried the body, <sighs> and won't tell anyone about it, and it's eating him up inside. Maybe. But like, One day, he's just going to break. Here's the thing. I mean, I don't know who he could really sell. I, it would have to be one of those two bullpen arms. Maybe somebody takes a flyer on Wade Davidson and say, like, look, this guy once was really good. Maybe we can do it again and get him for super cheap. But right now, the yard goats, the isotopes are both really, really bad. Um, Batting-wise, I'm not sure we want to give up any more prospects of that. I think we just stay put and see what happens. See what happens. Tune in next week after the All-Star break to find out what the Rockies are thinking. That's not good. The Rocky, you'll never know what the Rockies are thinking. No, no. It's going to be August 1st and we'll be like, what the fuck? We did nothing. And I will tell you, I told you so. <laughs> or, well, I mean, even then, you think about what being a buyer means for this team. We were buyers last year and... Sungwano. We... St- we still didn't do that much. Yeah, we got Sung one We got one good year out of Sung one and then he died this season. May he rest in peace. There's always a chance that like some people take the time they needed to take and get it back. You know? Like, I think that's the thing to hope for, is that everybody takes this week off to mm-hmm. reconfigure and get their shit together. Mm-hmm. 
and come back strong for the second half. That's oh. that's all we can hope for. But the oh, Rockies back, just took Davis a week off. Oh. Oh, oh, comes snap. back. Davis comes back. <laughs> Freeland comes back. Somehow we get Brian Mundell or Roberto Ramos just to like you know give him a chance. And I don't know, I'm reading. I'm reading this article uh, on Bleacher Report. That's uh, each MLB tr- team's trade deadline nightmare. And some of them are a little like for for crappy teams, failure to cash in on people. And I'm looking at this one and it's like failure to Miami Marlins, failure to cash in Neil Walker. Nobody is going to want to buy in on Neil Walker. But anyway, the Rockies um, may or may not do something. And hopefully we have a good all-star game and just have some fun and forget about how bad this last week was. Yeah, let's hope. Our, our four guys go out and they have a bunch of fun yep. in, in Cleveland. Come back ready to rock. All right. Well, we'll see you guys after Cleveland. Take care.